just like besties, and then boom, Steppenwolf. <laughs> Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A2ZHorror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom, or just check out the Phantom Podcast Network on whatever podcasting app you use, and check out all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. For example, you might check out the Final Girls Podcast. Their most recent episode features a review of a couple of lesser-known Carpenter films. Uh, for now, you're here with us. I'm Jack, and sync to my right is Jake. If no risk, what's the point, Jack? <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who makes things look hard. It's Mark. Are you guys okay? You you seem a little distant. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And when we do that, we spoil the ever-loving shit out of that movie. Uh, this week we watched 2005's The Descent. It's a little bit unclear if it's 2004 or 2005, five, but five. Uh, we'll we'll get into that soon, which means we'll spoil that pretty soon. But first, we got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? It's funny that you say it's between uh, 2004 and 2005 because it's listed as 2006 on IMDb. <laughs> well, there you go. Yep. Uh, not really spoiler heavy. There is there is one beer that is drunk in this movie, and I'm drinking it. I'm drinking a Kerr's Light. Yep. 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 I was thinking about going that direction, but I chose not to, as you'll see. Jake! How about you? What are your beers for these fears? I was thinking about going that direction, too, because I love Kerr's Lats. Um, and it's a fine direction, you know? It's a great direction. However... One that's featured in the movie. That's a classic. However, I still have a ton of delicious, unfiltered, awesome beer from Trillium. <laughs> so once again, I'm not even going to try to connect this to the movie. I'm just going to be the guy who wins by having the best beer to drink. Uh, I have two of them I'm... tonight. One of them is called Hop Sprang. It's a Kolsch-inspired ale. And the other is double dry hopped Fort Point Pale. Interesting. It is, well, and it's I'm delicious. I'm not convinced you. you even have the best beers, and you certainly didn't even, again, make an attempt to relate them to the movie. So, fuck you. Hey, when you have unfiltered beer and you're about to leave the country for like 10 days, you've got to drink said unfiltered beer. It will not be as good when you come back. Okay. <laughs> It'll ferment. Maybe. Maybe. No, it will not be nearly as fresh. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, I'm drinking two beers tonight, uh, both from local Boise breweries. The first one is the uh, Down Down Pale Ale from okay. the Boise Brewing Company, because these women go down, and then they go down further. Um, even yeah, that makes sense, it, Jack. Yeah, so that one works. Yeah. The other one I'm drinking is uh, Axe Handle um, India Pale Lager yep. from Payette. Uh, they made it for the Tree Fort Music Festival, and uh, there's a lot of axe handles in this movie, sure. and they're used to much effect. Sure are. Spoiler. Both yeah. good choices. Thank you. I think everybody I wins I... this week. Well, except you. No, yeah. I win. I have really good beer. Okay. So do I. So do I. Yeah, in different <laughs> ways. <laughs> tomato, tomato, dude. I don't need your goddamn shit, Mark. I, I, I don't think need your pronounced... fucking shit, Mark. I think it's pronounced tomato, tomato. Because it's like the same thing both times. That's the point. Okay. That's the point of the That's same, a... right? That was a good joke, Mark. Thank you. That was a good, solid joke. Jake, you mentioned that you're going out of town uh, pretty soon, which, timing-wise, must mean that it's the beginning of the month. It does. Which means it's time for the horror release roundup. That was Mark, amazing Mark, my transition segue. was as good as your joke. Thank you. 
the horror release roundup is where we scour the internet for all the upcoming horror movies that are going to come out over the next month. Here we'll be talking about July of 2017, um, and we'll kick you a link to all the movies over on the website and our thoughts on all of them. But on the podcast here, we're just going to go with a, a top one, a bottom one, and a dark horse pick. So, Jake, what is your top one pick for July? It's kind of a tough month for me. I'm not that excited about July. I hate to kind of like be a downer right from the jump, but I'm not it's that fair. excited about July, guys. Yeah, it's it's fair. I ended up going with Killing Ground, and that's because it looks like a well-made, very, very intense film. It's on the thriller side. Yeah. The long and short yeah, of it sure. is you don't want to do almost anything in Australia ever, let yeah. alone in the outdoors, and some people might be paying for doing just that, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right. Well, I can get behind that pick. Uh, I'm going to go next. I got a controversial for top one. I'm going to catch some shit for this, Good, undoubtedly. I, um, I picked uh, the Gracefield incident as my top one. Yeah, so did I. I'm just going to jump into. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So controversial. <laughs> Is that surprising at all to you, Jack? No, it's not. It's a found footage no. movie. What the hell? Okay. Okay. You're stepping, like, all I knew over my going to pick it. Here's part of my concern with this movie. Number one. The beer pong in this looks like the least realistic thing I've ever seen in my life. None of the writers of this movie have ever seen anyone play beer pong ever. Which is surprising. Because how hard yeah. is that to find? It's not hard to find. There's too many people on one side of the table and only one person on the one side of the table. And then they just go bananas over the one the one bounce shot. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. And it's it wouldn't even be hard to shoot like an appropriate beer pong scene. It it's just it's just insulting, frankly. I I hate you guys. <laughs> but the movie itself looks uh looks pretty decent and I like this kind of alien shit, so Yeah, I I don't have much else to pile on there. I mean, it's a first person. It it's not I guess it's found footage because it is a camera, but it is also a first person movie. I kind of wonder if they you see the guy blink in this or not. You won't. That would be absurd. You fucking better. It's in his Why? eye. You better see him blink. <laughs> you see blinking in Into the Void. I'm pretty sure you saw blinking in uh, that 4th of July movie, whatever the hell it was called. You Are Not Alone? That one. I don't think you see blinking in that movie. I thought you did. You might Maybe like not. a couple times, but then I'm pretty sure it stops doing it. I could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that movie. They definitely, like, fade into scenes with eyes I still haven't seen that one. Given that the 4th of July is coming right up, maybe I should give that one a watch. Yeah, maybe you should. It's one of Jake's recommends from last year. Yeah. Dark Horse. All right, Jake. uh, Dark Horse? You want to end with the bottom one, huh? You want to end on a down note? I don't know how we do this. You weren't moving along fast enough. By going bottom one now. I was literally throwing it to Jake for his bottom one pick. Well, we'll do bottom one. All right. Uh, The bottom one for me is... With a month like this, I can't really avoid going Everyone's with one of just the abysmal-looking movies. I went with The Wake, and that's okay. if that fucking movie comes out. Big caveat there. <laughs> I don't know if that... That's one of those movies that, like, you don't know if the intel we have on this motherfucker is going to be sufficient enough to really know that the date we have down is the release date. Yeah, that one looks a little rough. There's um, a lot of movies this month like that. The... Th- Yes. Beyond all of the other stuff that I disliked about that trailer, the thing that really got my goat was the discount Stranger Things, mu- Stranger Things music that was going on in the background. 
fuck yeah. you. Yeah, and the Stranger Things music is not discount, but reminiscent of the 80s slasher movie synth score. No, but it's like the, the same song, but a discount version. Yeah, no, I know what I'm no, saying. No, Jack, is... it's not like ba-da-ba-ba-da-da-ba, but it's like <laughs> ba-da-ba-ba-da-da-ba-ba. <laughs> You got that astonishingly wrong. Yeah, I know. I was not I even knew I was losing it halfway through. <laughs> what I'm saying is the the Stranger Things one itself was an homage to that kind of music, but it was its own original thing, and it was awesome. And then this is this that. is not trying to be any kind of homage in any way. This is just a blatant ripoff. Yep. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, I, I I respect that pick as a bottom one. There's a shitload this month like that. The one of these trailers. Mark, you're the one who tossed this on our list, and I, I think it—I think you're right to do so. I think it is a horror movie coming out in July. I don't know if but that's th- valid. I don't know if it's coming out. <laughs> the three of us, I think, literally account for a quarter of this trailer's views on YouTube. <laughs> I think that's literally true. Is it up to 25 at this point? When I watched it, there were 24 views. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think you can us. cobble together six views from the three of us. Uh, so. I feel good about this. Yeah, that's uh, that's not the one I'm picking though, because Good. there's a there's a lot. Are of Are you going like to say the title month. of that movie, or are you just going to be? Vague? Oh, that one's called the Cropsey Incident. Thanks. Um, yeah, just if you're going to watch am... a movie with Cropsey in the title, just watch Cropsey. Yes, it's a documentary. <laughs> it's that one, the trailer looks almost exactly like uh, a movie I watched a while ago, almost a year ago, maybe uh, called The Spirit in the Woods. Which this shit has like lasers though, and the title card actually looks decent. That's fair, yeah. So To date, Spirit in the Woods is the worst thing I've seen for the website. One thing that's really funny about this is if you go to their website, um, like the website of the production house that does it, they give you like a, a what this movie feels like thing, and they say that it's Ouija meets the Blair Witch Project. Okay. I'll just let that sink in with the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my actual bottom one pick, because I'm discounting those, there's too many of those. I'm going with Gremlin as my bottom one pick. Interesting. This movie, first off, everything about it looks fucking stupid. And then the trailer shows you the gremlin. Yep. Uh, just, here's the fucking gremlin. It's Gremlins showed you tiny gremlins. And the worst CG, it's just a It's not the worst CG. We just watched it's, Let the Right One In, and those cats were bad. <laughs> it's terrible, regardless. So, I am going with Gremlin as my bottom one quite easily. Weird. Mark? Fair enough. I'm going to go with Kuso. I Fuck think. off. Kuso. Hey. Uh, I get, look, I'm with it. I, I, I'm oh, with are it you with, with kids, it, Mark? Are you with you're it? You're pretty woke. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm aware of Adult Swim and all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I've I don't. seen too many cooks. <laughs> uh, I would have to be so profoundly high that I would just, like, be on a separate plane of existence in order to even begin to appreciate this movie i'm not going to be there so this movie is going to be incomparably stupid essentially i would compare it to your trauma films but no this has like a very different feel to me yeah i don't know if i'd go with trauma either in terms of stupidity it's like a different kind of stupidity though yeah it's like an exceptionally high brand of stupidity i understand what you're saying to a certain degree jack there are definitely going to be like winking at the camera while like you take a shit on the floor type scenes yep but this will probably go further to such a degree that i don't know if it's a fair comparison yeah yeah i don't know this Uh, to me is it also has like actors in it 
which is different. From and George own. Clinton. And George Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would count <laughs> that, but you know, whatever. Maybe the rest of Parliament Funkadelic. I wouldn't recognize any of them except Sir Nose, and maybe only him when he's in costume. Maybe he's just going to be a nose. Maybe he can smell crime, Jack. <laughs> what if maybe. he can smell crime? Maybe. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> I, Jesus, great. Dark Horse, Jake. Dark Horse. <laughs> great. Great transition game. Um, we are on fire. I'm on fire. I don't know about you guys. I was close to picking Kuso as my Dark Horse mark. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I'm not you going to. I think another movie that deserves at least a nod is, uh, yep, I'm looking for it. It stains the sands red. (laughs) Jake was vamping. I was. I couldn't remember the title because the title is like five words, and that's three words too many. It's the zombie one. It is is the zombie one. I'm not that into zombies. Yep. But something about, like, just you by yourself during some sort of pandemic in a situation like being in the desert is kind of intriguing to me. Okay. Granted, granted, I don't know why if you're in a situation like that, there's one zombie, why you wouldn't take the risk of just fisticuffs with that motherfucker sooner than it appears based on the trailer. This woman does, because there are many things in the desert that are more dangerous than than dealing with that fucking zombie. At least get that out of the way. You don't have to worry about it. First off, no. Don't engage a zombie in fisticuffs. You throw a fucking rock at its head. That's kind of what I mean. Fisticuffs is a loser. Well, well, you said a very thing. specific thing. Yeah, this but is, it's like this a This is not a tomato-tomato type of situation. Okay. Meta- <laughs> metaphorical fisticuffs. This is a classic tomato-potato situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sarsaparilla, sarsaparilla. Dude, you can put tomatoes and potatoes together and make pretty good food. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Baby, you got a stew going. And that's maybe what this movie is. Maybe the not. other thing I was gonna say maybe is it's stone soup. One thing that is very interesting about this trailer is it. It seems like it has a bit of an "It Follows" vibe to it. Why? Because Except, there's a thing following someone. Yeah. Well, because it's just it's well, yes, literally that is true. But You're also with "It Follows," Mark. you just have a thing that's constantly walking towards you that is like sentient, trying to come at you. No one else can see it. In this movie, she has. She seems to have this zombie companion. For like, well, that's that's just zombie movies. No, it's it's not really. Did you, did you guys honestly not get this vibe? No, it's so not. I, really. I did. I know what you mean, and that this is unique. That there's only one zombie throughout the whole trailer that seems to be following her in every scene. But I don't. Maybe I'm just guessing. I, I am just guessing. The I don't think the movie will continue with there just being this one zombie throughout the entirety of it. But they it can. seems like it takes up like seventy percent. Like. At least that's how the trailer broke down, is it took yeah, up the tra- a lot of the trailer. Sure, sure. This speculation is fueling my Dark Horse argument. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, I actually agree with you. I would. I also had It Stains the Sands Red up there in my Dark Horse argument, but... Well, well what was your Dark Horse? Uh, well, I w- at first I was going to go with uh, Gremlin, and then Jake already ta- or, uh, Jack already talked about it, and then I was going to go with It Stains the Sands Red. know who we are, man. So, and you already <laughs> talked about that. So, I'm going to revert to Gremlin. Looks interesting. Okay, you just jumped the order and decided on your Dark Horse pick there. That's fine. Jake asked me what my Dark Horse pick was. Mark doesn't know who we are, and you're not listening. <laughs> this is absurd. Get the, What was yours, Jack? I went with Awaken the Shadow Man. Oh, God, that was almost my bottom one. Yeah. It, Very okay. close. The acting doesn't look as bad as I would expect from a movie of this ilk. <sighs> Number one. 
Number two, what the Shadow of, Man. Wait, what kind of a back pause? What kind of a back fucking handed compliment is that? This movie <laughs> looks like horseshit. The acting looks pretty bad, but not as bad as I would expect for a movie that looks <laughs> yeah. like horseshit. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, that's a fair point. Terrible. <laughs> and the Shadow Man looks like they a shadow. Man. They figured out how to avoid enough effects to make it not look terrible. So that's interesting. And I like the concept. I like Shadow Men. Shadow people. The credit is this that the I one is this the give. one that says that it's based on true phenomena? Halfway yes. through halfway through the fucking trailer. Halfway through it. <laughs> and it and it is. Gravity. It's based on true phenomena. It's based yeah, it's based on the fact that you cast a shadow. Exactly. I guess. <laughs> I'll give credit where it's due in this trailer. This movie has features, contains a kid who has probably the most punchable face I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's ever. for sure up there. It's it for is sure up a there. remarkably punchable face. <laughs> remarkably. Yeah. Um, I Mark, I'd like to revisit yours. What looks interesting about Gremlin to you? Yeah, you really botched your whole thing, Mark. I don't understand what I did wrong. You specifically asked me what my dark horse was, and I told you. Yeah, what my I dark feel like you. Was. The record will show that you just fumbled over a bunch of words and then stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> I think That's the record will show that course. both of those things are true, Jake. Everyone can be right. This is a false dichotomy. Uh, look, I just <laughs> think it. I mean, whatever. You're defending the Shadow Man. I can defend the Gremlin. Um, just Gremlin. It's just Gremlin. Just Gremlin. Uh, I I just think it's an interesting concept. I'm I'm really just curious how this freaking box works. Well, Mark. it doesn't. I can guarantee you that there's no legitimate explanation. Yeah, I mean, basically, with these movies of you have some cursed artifact that you need to get rid of somehow. I only watch them just to see the different ways people try to get rid of them and then give up way too easily. <laughs> so, whatever. I'll give it a watch, and maybe the guy will get rid of it in an interesting way. It's basically all I want. He's going to sink right. it with the Titanic. Yeah. See, that'd be fun. Put it at the bottom of the ocean. Why is that not hard? <laughs> That's pretty hard. Why is that not hard? Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> Again, the words that the record will show. We got to go to the feature presentation, man. All right. <laughs> Over at AtoZHorror.com this week, we watched 2005's The Descent. I'm going to go with 2005. Um, this is a British... Yes. It, it's a British horror movie, and so it's very difficult to, to determine the exact release date widely, because it came out in 2004 in the UK, for sure. Um, I think it's then, because the Brits are not good at math, Jack. It is It is a difficulty of theirs. Yeah. Yeah. It came out the and 6th this of was... July in 2005. Shut the fuck In the UK. Up. I, I think it came out in the UK before that as well, Mark. Let's continue deliberating about this. <laughs> this has been the A and Z Horrorcast. <laughs> <laughs> and this was, uh, I picked this movie. Yeah, I picked what this pick- just as my wild card, I think. Okay, so explain why wild card. Okay, this is a movie of which I am very fond, number one. Interesting. Uh, it's also one of those movies that I feel like for... The stature it holds, at least in my head, in the horror world, it's something that we, even before the website, should have talked about more than we did, or watched more than we did, and we didn't, and we certainly haven't talked about it on the website before, or the podcast, so I wanted to talk about it, 
And so I picked it from a wild card. Didn't see that there was going to be an, another opportunity. So you just wanted to talk. You wanted to talk about it. Yeah, and I wanted to revisit it. It's been a few years since you I've wanted seen to it. watch a movie that you liked, so you picked it. I feel yes. like that's a pretty good use of a wild card. I also feel yeah. like this is a pretty good wild card. We don't have that many movies about caves. I know. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Get off Jack's back, um, Jake. What's your thank problem, you, Mark? Man? I don't know if I'm on his back. The support. <laughs> what I do know, but, is this your movie? Yeah. Which means, yes. motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to give a 30 second plot synopsis. Okay. Those 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock, and it's gonna start when you start. A woman's husband and daughter die while they're on vacation, and that causes her to drift apart from her friends. So a year later, her and five of her friends come to America to go spelunking in hopes of restoring their friendship. They go into a cave, uh, and. As soon as they get one very tight corridor in, it collapses on them so they can't get out. But surprise, one of the bitches accidentally took them into, or on purpose took them into, a cave that uh, is off-map, has never been charted before. Uh, So they go deeper into this cave. They find some old relics of... Oh, fuck. (laughs) You got a third into the movie and you dropped a hard B. Great Well, look, I think several of these characters are horrible Call a spade a spade. I wasn't saying bitches and just to refer to women in general. I was referring to these specific characters I think are bad people. Well, she certainly was. Yeah. Spo- spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, wow. Oh, my God. I must have just, like, zoned out and you lost all continue? track of time. Do you just I do want to continue. Yeah, okay, I'll just continue real quick. Uh, so <laughs> they start to get uh, hurt more and more one by one stuff starts to go wrong then they get attacked by monsters and eventually they all die sure well kind of that's also another thing we should clarify right up goddamn top is there are three different endings to this movie yes 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 um all of them are available so we should go over which endings we saw and uh if you mark if you knew about the other endings because jake apparently very much did I did. Uh, the first time I saw this movie, just to give you a little bit of background, was on a date. Uh, yep. Talking. Uh, <laughs> fucking shocking. With who? First and last name, please. Uh, well, with my <laughs> wife. Not my wife at the time, but <clears throat> girlfriend at the time. Now wife. Uh, we had a So DVD. your ex-girlfriend. We got the DVD and it had all the uh, different endings on it. <laughs> so I haven't actually seen each one in whatever that it's been, like 10 years. But Okay. Um, this time I just got it through Amazon. I got the American theatrical version and I guess that's the one where it ends while she's still in the car. Yes. Yeah. As cryptic as that can be. Should we describe each of the three endings? Yeah, we are deep in the, the spoiler territory. You don't need to be cryptic. Yeah. Okay. So, so. The American theatrical release. You're only you're only dancing around it because of what a shitty job I did with the plot synopsis. You forgot we're spoiling things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the American theatrical release, like, so I think they basically all bridge off from the point where uh, Sarah's just left Juno to die, and she's running away uh, from the sounds of the crawlers, and she like falls into this hole or whatever, and she lands in a pile of bones. So in the American theatrical release version. She climbs out, gets in a car that, or I guess they find their original car, and she's like driving off yep. to safety. She gets distracted by a big ass semi that almost runs her off the road, and then she looks into the passenger seat, and Juno's ghost is sitting there, like very angry with her, and then it just fades to black. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, in the original release, yeah, yeah, that's the much more dark one where she doesn't end yes. up happy in the car. She 
then there's another scene where she just is back in the cave waiting for the crawlers to come get her. Yeah, well, she, like, hallucinates her daughter with a birthday cake, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And What's the other ending? I don't even, I knew of two. Uh, there's, there, well, there, so there's a hybrid. There's the one where she hallucinates her daughter while still in the cave and you never see her get into the car. And that's so a limited no, one that there's the no car wanted. sequence. It's not like a fall. It's not like she's she never makes everything. Yeah, she just, she just is in the daughter. cave. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. the one that was originally released in in the UK is where she makes it out and then hallucinates her daughter and then is back in the cave. I prefer whatever. that one. Yeah, it's the better. I do ending. as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I'm kind of bummed we didn't like watch separate movies but not know about it until we got to that point of the review, like we did oh, with that, uh, 1408. That's happened before. Yeah, like 1408. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was much more entertaining. <laughs> so, Mark, you'd seen this once before, sounds like at least at least once. Yeah, this is actually one of uh, the wife's favorite horror movies. Uh, she's kind of in your boat that she likes it. Uh, it's quite a totally a defensible position, I think. Yeah. So uh, I definitely watched it with her. She watched it before me and then we got it. We rented it from Hollywood or whatever um, as like a, just a nice Friday evening she wanted to show me this movie that she liked. And then I think I've seen it like sporadically once or twice here or there. I don't think I've seen this movie more than five times though. Okay. Uh, Jake, how about you? Uh, this would be the third time I've seen it. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm somewhere in the five to 10 boat. I've okay. seen it a few times, but it has been a little while since I've watched it. Yeah, me too. I saw it. I feel like I saw it twice in pretty quick succession, like back in high school around the end of high school. So yeah over a decade ago now and then i haven't seen it since this is the first time i've seen this movie in 10 years put it that way oh wow that's a long time yeah awesome uh well before we uh dive all the way into it you want to talk about what in the fuck subgenre of horror it fits into uh no not really no you don't want to i don't really want to i don't really want to be part of this podcast anymore what happened what what pushed you over the edge (laughs) you our inability to transition between sequences probably yeah pretty much well that should have happened to like 44 episodes ago i feel like (laughs) he tried to give you a lot of strikes (laughs) strike 45 and you're out (laughs) sports metaphors yep the more you know okay jack o used your movie okay I'm going to jump off the bat with a controversial one because I think it's really interesting. Uh, This is a people being fucked within the woods movie. Well, I mean, I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's it's not your like prototypical woods, but the cave is and the the cutting off of resources in the same way. You're out there on your own. You lose resources as you go. That acts in a similar way. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That was less controversial than I expected. Well, it's labyrinthy too. You know, yeah. in the woods, it's usually like you end up in a situation where you're lost and the cave is a natural conduit for that. So, yeah, pretty sure the word is labyrinthian, but, you know, cool. What did I say? Labyrinthy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just went labyrinth hyphen Y. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we clarified that. It's, Im- uh, it's important. I mean, I honestly don't have that much. I'll, I guess I'll throw out foreign because I guess it was made in... <laughs> UK. Because like yeah, everyone it, in this is, is inexplicably and is, Scottish, and it's it's a British movie, and even it was filmed in England, even though it's set in America. Yeah, it's a confusing setting, given all given all of the like six different accents that are happening. It's a British movie taking place <laughs> in America with Scottish women. That was filmed in England. I don't even think they're all Scottish. They're kind of from. Yeah, they aren't all Scottish, but one of them's Americans. Yeah, Juno is. <laughs> I, this movie is like The Thing or Black Mountain Side. I do not know a single one of the characters' names. Juno is Sarah the, is the main one? Juno is the alpha bitch. Okay. Jesus. And s- <laughs> with, with the words, you guys. Dude, she is, 
She Juno acts like, like an alpha bitch. How about that? Maybe she's a tremendous person outside of all of this. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. She <laughs> for makes executive decisions to to reunite them as friends in just she's in way horrible over the ways. Top yeah, on she's that. not a great leader. Not a no. great leader. I'll tell you that much. No. Um, wow. Is Sarah the 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 main woman? Yes, yes. she's the one okay. that goes full carry. Those are the two names I know. Yep. We'll we'll get into this. Let's continue doing the uh, subgenres. I don't know about that. Okay. Though. Well, we're on Jake. We're on Jake. Jake, give us a subgenre for this fits into. Oh. Yeah. There's not much else. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, those two. Those two. Those two really are like the primaries. And people getting fucked with in the woods isn't a true subgenre. That's just what we do in our horse shit roundup that we do here. I don't know. I kind sure. of like um, that as a subgenre. It's a good one. Hmm. You might be able to call it. Bear with me. Kind of in the same vein as people being fucked with in the woods. Could you call this a haunted house movie? It it acts like one. Kind of. There aren't enough scenes of stuff moving in the background. Dude, there's a cup. There's a couple. Are you there's talking about just a couple? That's like there's what this so movie is predicated on. That's like just this movie scares forte. This movie, half of this movie, is so scary just because of the goddamn cave. Yeah. I don't disagree. And not stuff moving in the cave, just the cave being a cave. Well, and that's yeah. the woods part of it, right? The woods themselves are scary. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's like a super old like Victorian house that's creaky and creepy. Ever think about that? <laughs> I did not think about that. Uh, I would toss out perhaps Monster, uh, just in the way the reveal is handled of the crawlers. Eh, I'd I mean, give you that, I think. You see, like, I guess, you see some movement once. I mean, it's just not the same sort of reveal. Sure. I understand it. I don't classify it as such. I believe there are actually three different scenes where you see. In, unless you're talking a, about the one where it's drinking water. It's not a progressive reveal. It is. You see drools. Really. You yeah. Right first, it's right up in front of the camera and drooling in the foreground, all blurry. And then that's then a, you see it. That's the see, first time you see a crawler. They don't see any of it. The camera's looking at them from far away, and it's right, right in front of the camera drooling. That's the first time you see one. And then there's another one that's on the ledge. And then the actual reveal where you definitely see it is um, when it's drinking water. When she thinks she's going... Yeah, they think she's going crazy. Yeah. And then the reveal reveal where they get attacked. Yeah. So you actually do have a pretty solid buildup. Yeah. So kind of fits monster in that Uh, way, but... Okay. That's definitely it, though. (laughs) I don't know, Jack. Is this an independent movie? Uh, probably not. No. <laughs> Good. It's like a three million. We, we have movie the definitive way that in. They f- fucking filmed on s- constructed soundstage caves sets. Yep. Yep. They did a great job making this constructed caves feel real. Yeah. Is that something that the movie did right, Jack? Absolutely, it is. <laughs> Good transition, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that falls into the category of establishing i mean it's all in the immersion category but everything here feels great the cave is terrific and is almost a character of the movie and the climbing it's such well done climbing and true to life climbing and these women are such fucking badasses for the climbing that the two super intense climbing scenes are awesome and nail-biting the one when first she has to cross that abyss and then the second one, when she's hanging from the rope and the camera's flipping around all different angles, those are both incredibly intense, awesome scenes. Oh, when Becca dies, crossing back over yeah. the chasm? Uh, yeah, is that... Mm-hmm. 
No, no, no. I think it's later. She's hanging from the rope. And the camera's taking all sorts of weird upside-down angles, and it's super disorienting. It's towards the end of the movie. It's not when she gets her throat ripped out? No, she ends up stabbing the thing and then dies and is just hanging from the rope. And then they fall into the water. You're Oh, my God. We are describing the exact same scene. All you oh, have to do okay, is say cool. yes. Yes. That is the scene where Beth <laughs> dies. Good Lord. Yes. Not Beth. Sorry, Becca. You're using oh, names, so and I feel like that's not helpful. It's not helping me. Yeah. So, yeah, that is, I mean, let, we'll get to this a little bit later when we talk about things the movie does wrong, I guess. But but that's I, definitely one thing I thought it did right. Mark, how about you? No, I totally agree with you on that, Jack. I mean, the, the fact that all of these caves are sound stages, but you never really notice, is yeah. is pretty incredible. Um, I would love to see these things. Like, I, I'm curious. Maybe it's just that they have, they do this crazy trick with lighting where the lighting's really cool because they have all these glow sticks and whatever, but also it's crazy high contrast. Yeah. Like, even when they're outside in, like, a well-lit environment, you can, like, barely see into the shadows. So they kept that going through the caves where all you have as a light source is, like, a glow stick. So that very well might be why the cave looks good because it's just obscured by the ridiculous film they used. Sure. And it, I, I don't think when you say that you mean it in a bad way. I think it works for the movie. Like, it doesn't uh, feel like a yeah. lazy fix. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. So... In contrast with, like, The Void, The Void did the same thing, where anything they couldn't do extremely well, they just put it in darkness. Yeah, uh, but it didn't but feel that as movie, natural there. Yeah, but with that movie, you could totally tell what they were doing. And with this movie, yeah. honestly, you you don't really notice it at all. Yeah. Um, Jake, how about you? I'm going to go with creature design, specifically. Okay. I think the creatures okay. look great. I guess they were fashioned off of Nosferatu. I'm... Totally that was the inspiration. Uh, that makes a lot of sense when you see them. Um, almost every aspect of them is I, spot on is not the right way to describe it because this is a very odd thing. But sure, it's what you would expect given the environment. Um, the way they move is really it believable. It is with the exception the of they look. their ability to smell. Well, I have other issues with that, but this is not the right section. But okay. <laughs> I think the way they are designed from a visual standpoint is well done and it looks tremendous. Absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to leave it at that and that's really all I sure. can say about it. Okay. Uh this kind of goes along with what I was saying before in the immersiveness, but this movie is fucking terrifying. Whether yes. it's the whether it's the one woman's hands getting ripped to fucking shreds holding the rope for the other woman who fell when you were already biting your nails. Or when it's when they're getting attacked by full on monsters, this movie is fucking terrifying. Well, yeah, and that that uh, kind of tails into exactly what I wanted to bring up as well, which is uh, there's almost I kind of want to add a subgenre because that's my shtick of <laughs> uh, like externality, like ex- ex- external horror, where it's sure. not so much that like the monsters are the scary thing in this movie. But if you are claustrophobic, like if you're bringing that external fear in with you, it, oh no, this movie's a bad decision for you to see. But it's it kicks right the fuck off with that first. I mean, when they're first in the cave, the first thing they do is crawl down that hole, and Sarah gets fucking panic ridden and can't move and gets stuck. And that just if you're claustrophobic is just like oh fuck me. And then it starts to collapse, which is the scariest possible thing that can happen to you if you're claustrophobic. Well, and that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I think that like what you're both saying is you have what this movie does really well from the fear standpoint is it hits on 
both of those aspects. Like a cave is scary enough. There is something inherently like you people don't belong here. That's the thrill that thrill seekers seek. Hey, when they go spelunking and doing that sort of activity, that's crazy shit. And that's the fear that is associated with that is something that could stand on its own and, and make a scary movie. There are other examples that I can think of where people are like in the wild and something goes wrong and it creates a horrific situation. That cave in and them trying to get out could have been it. And this still would have been a scary movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. But sure. then you add Actually, to it the monster aspect and you have a whole other situation. There is another movie, I believe it's called Sanctum, but I'd have to double check that, that is actually just about people being trapped in a cave, no other okay. monsters. And it is, God damn. it's not there like outright horror horror, but it is like very tense, very well, the one that, creepy. Yeah, the one that I was thinking of is called Frozen. Okay. Oh, And I'm that movie chairlift? is basically just people get stuck on a ski lift. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that movie's Jesus. pretty brutal. <laughs> The other one that might fall into that category is uh, the the one where the scuba divers are like their boat leaves and they're just stuck yeah. in the middle of the Caribbean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Open water? Yes. Yeah, I there think that's go. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's nice. another good point. I mean, that sort of real adventure horror, I guess is the right way to describe it, is yeah. definitely in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What else we got in the things that did right camp? I mean, I just want to revisit a little bit uh, the putting crawlers in the background of scenes thing. They do a, we already talked about this a little bit in the monster subgenre discussion, but I think they do, this is exactly what more movies need to do is the slow buildup of things in the background. That's yeah. what makes good movies great. Yep. And it's what makes the jump scares pay off so fucking well later on. Yeah, because, I mean, most of the time what it makes you do is if you do see anything, you're, like, looking really closely at all the shots, and then all of a sudden there's something, like, right in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It makes them very well-earned, yeah. Exactly. So I, I, like, I appreciate the way this movie went about doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I think it does really well is all the characters feel real and, like, fleshed-out characters. Really? Hmm. Do they? Disagree. I think they do. They all feel like... I don't... And, also, they're fucking badasses the climbing is awesome i love that you did mention that i know i like it but i didn't mention it in the what the movie does right i think you did oh well cool <laughs> you mentioned it twice double, you really liked it double right yeah okay. yeah i'm with mark on that one yeah it's actually one of the things i was going to bring up in what the movie does wrong mm-hmm. really well, well let's just get into it this seems like it's a good bridge yeah sure um sure after i watched this movie this time i hadn't really thought about it before Especially after watching the opening sequences, not the not the one where they're like river rafting, but basically everything before they go into the cave, I was I thought to myself, man, these women really seem like they were written by a man. <laughs> like really? this is what were you gonna say, Jack? Said, I, I, really? I, I said really. <laughs> oh yeah, I just think that they're caricatures. I, I actually think that your uh, your reference to Juno as being a bitch is kind of accurate in the sense that like. She's demonized so in a way that I... about that. <laughs> Why are we so she's, sensitive? She, she's a know. bitch in this movie. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess that's fair. But I think it's like it's in a way that feels like like it's abnormally catty. It's it, it's reminiscent of like the 1990s sitcoms yeah. where like all women were just catty to each other all the time. Yeah, and that was... I felt that 
in this movie. Maybe that's fair. To okay. a Maybe staggering I degree. I didn't. I found the characters fucking annoying to the point of wanting to tear my hair out. Um, <laughs> I didn't like the way they interacted for the most part. There were some scenes that were fine, and it, I don't think it was a, a product of the acting. I thought the acting was fine. It was really the way so, they were written, and I, I don't disagree with Mark. Maybe it is because they were, they were written by, I don't know if this is true. It feels kind of like that, though. Caricature is a, caricature is a good way to describe it. I, I would definitely believe that. The director kind of famously wanted to do something way different than horror movies usually do, so went out of his way to cast all women, Yeah, which would be indicative that you know he already had their characters in mind, or at mm-hmm. least part of it so is juno an ahab mark how do you mean is is juno an ahab in the sense that heather in the blair witch is an ahab i i mean so i guess what you're trying to say is 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 she pursuing a goal dangerously for the sake of conquering nature and proving to herself that she can uh no that's not really what i'm saying (laughs) oh explain what you mean then yeah, I don't know what he means either. No, that's that's pretty accurate. I just wanted to disagree with you. God damn it. God damn it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's a fair way to put it. I don't, I don't know if you can really ascribe exactly what her motivations are, but yeah, well, I, I think mean, her, you can pretty easily say yeah, that. It's hard to pinpoint, but there is mention of of her thinking, her thinking that the ability. I mean, really, what this boils down to. It's an unnamed, never before have been charted cave system that she thinks is going to be good for group. She sells it as it's going to be good for group camaraderie for them to be the ones that do this. But really, and it's mentioned by the other characters, is this is an ego trip and she wants her name on that. Right. Yeah. And she is like the leader of these outdoor excursions. It's painted from the very first scene, really, with the like rafting trip as part of the cold open. But. That's kind of what she struck me as, is more of like a Heather from Blair Witch type Ahab situation. Volunteering sure. everyone else for unnecessary amounts of danger. Basically, yeah. And yeah. and not <laughs> and not really selling things the right way, not volunteering all the information when that information should be volunteered. <laughs> yeah. No, that that makes sense. I see what you're saying. Who's the sidekick in Moby Dick? Is what's his name? Queequeg or something like that? Queequeg. Yeah. Okay. So is Holly Queequeg? Uh, no, I was just pronouncing what you said. Oh, I don't. I can't remember what his name was. I don't. I don't know, Mark. This isn't fucking Herman Melville session. You're the one who brought up Ahab. Whatever. Yeah, that's true. Scarecrow Kiki. for one second. It's Queequeg. I was pretty damn close. So is 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 yes, Holly Queequeg? <laughs> not really so i want to go back to not this is supposed to be potted in the what the movie does wrong category but the cold open of this movie yeah is really weird yeah i agree it's really weird like the way the rafting thing works and then the car crash happens is like relatively okay it's i think it's a pacing issue for me but no, fuck it. I am putting in what the movie does wrong. I don't understand <laughs> why it ends where it ends, really. It's like an well, abnormal it's very amount of time. It's where the movie ends. It's the open. abnormally yeah. paced. I feel like there's like two or three hard cuts that would typically be the end of a cold open, but it proceeds. <laughs> and then sure. eventually just sort of ends, and then you have a longer and- period of time that elapses after that. But it just felt very off balance to me. It's very and it's especially. Clunky. 
Yes. Yeah, and it's especially odd given how unnecessary to the rest of the film it is. <laughs> you need to know that there... So there's a couple things I think you need to... You need to know that the husband and the daughter die in a Absolutely. car crash. That's important. Absolutely. I mean, a horrific and, car crash. Yeah. Yeah. Horrific. Final Freak Destination copper style. pipe accident. Yeah. <laughs> and then you need to know that there is an adventurous backstory to, like, what these women are into. They are into yeah. the outdoors and doing adventurous things. I think that's important. And really a third Three thing... Yeah. <laughs> A third thing is there's something going on with Juno and the husband, right? I don't know if you really I, get I didn't that. Pick up on but that. I, it's insinuated. There's something going there, on there's there. Weirdness. Yeah, there's weirdness. Yeah, there's like a weird help. cut, but uh, I, 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 I can't I mean, help but feel like that was fuel to a fire that then is later manifested when you have the showdown. Yeah, I like, think that's a someone retrospect is twenty twenty. At least believed something was happening. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, yeah, so the, the whole thing is edited in a super clunky way. But beyond that, there is, I mean, I get, okay, so first complaint about the cold open, where are the other women? Why are, the group goes from They didn't all know each other three. at that point, I don't think. Okay, maybe. they. But the group goes from three to six or seven. That was also in the UK at that point in time. And they all, when they meet each other back up at the cabin after the cold open, That's so now the, the group is seven, everyone knows each other except for Holly. So yep. why would you not have the other six, I think I'm getting the numbers wrong here, but the other five or six women like in that cold open? Why would you I not just have I feel like that could easily that? be explained away. Yeah. You don't necessarily all exist, you aren't necessarily all on a trip in one country as opposed to the other. And just from a filmmaking standpoint, I mean, I'm an idiot, so all of the movie was too much introducing the names in the way that they did was too much for me to keep track of, but it's especially rough if you're introducing six characters right off the bat. I mean, that, they get that's to actually a good to point. the main two. I just, I just think and it's then, weird that you have these like weird tiers of like the core three and then the other three who are also really good friends. And then Holly, who's also here. Yay. I mean, that's, it's a weird <laughs> way to do the, the cold open. And then beyond that second complaint, there is no reason whatsoever to have the scene in the hospital. Oh my God. It's totally completely useless. How could yeah. she sprint like that after she's been out for however long? She I don't know. She couldn't is she the couldn't. answer. <laughs> uh, it was other a things it did open. wrong. That is, it is a weird cold open. Other things it did wrong are getting a little bit nitpicky for me. Um, oh, I, think, I got plenty. I got, I got a lot. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. I think yeah. we're gonna have very different scores for this movie. I, I think, think the so. movie gets a little bit uh, greedy for its scares. Um, specifically, I think the one that exemplifies it best is when one of the women is laying on the floor of the cave and two of the crawlers are following her and the one crawler steps on her head with its hand, yeah. but she doesn't move. So it can't find her. And it's like, no, these things, they're, they're totally blind, but I'm pretty sure that with a hand, you can tell the difference between a rock floor and a human skull, a human head with flesh that moves when you step on it, which goes along with, they should be able to smell where these people are yeah well i, mean, I, I think at that point though she had just taken a dive in the blood pool but okay so maybe not the smell but it's it put its hand directly on her head yeah it's a predator situation jack okay she has disguised can only see movement <laughs> it's a jurassic park situation yeah so that actually that again goes That's why well the guy into in the shitter dies what my next complaint is the story the story or evolutionary profile of these creatures makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. 
Okay, so no, that they evolved to exist entirely in caves and are totally blind, but, no. but still have to come up onto the surface yes. to hunt and drag it back. Yeah, blind. if you are hunting on the blind. surface, you can still see. Yeah. Well, bats can still see. <laughs> not yeah. well, bats, but they can see. But they can't see. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, they would not be blind. Yeah. This so, is like that infuriated me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the evolutionary thing is not great. It, yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It and it's it's also just from like a perspective of how these things came to be. Like, if they've always lived in caves, then they would go like full cave salamander and not even have eyes. Yep. They were like halfway there. They kind of don't. They were like halfway there. Yeah, dude, they definitely there. have eyes. There's a close up on its eyes. Yes, but, but its they were eyes like are just. There. Yeah, I just sort of ossified, but that would happen to a, like you could drop a human in a cave, keep them alive somehow, and. More or less, that's what their eyes would look like. I'm just saying, I think it would take it would, it would take so long. I mean, you don't know how long these have been evolving in a cave. Well, so that was my other thing is is if we want to go that route and say that they evolved from these like caver or the miners that were there beforehand, uh, which I don't think that's what the movie was saying. Okay, well, yeah, I, I hope not because these things are like grotesquely deformed after one generation. Right. No, I think the movie's saying that they've been around for long enough to have killed the miners that were there a hundred years ago. Were they miners? Were they? There was a mining helmet, I think. Was it? It looked like a fucking conquistador helmet, man. It had a light on it, so it definitely <laughs> it wasn't on it. Yeah, it, was, it, was okay. a, it To yeah. me, it looked like a conquistador helmet. I was like, where are they painting this picture? And there aren't, there aren't, there weren't recreational spelunkers, as far as I'm aware, in the early 1900s. <laughs> Coronado. They, that's where the Fountain of Youth is, man. Go into that cave. Tell me what happens. <laughs> Not recreation. Uh, I don't know. It was like a definite Chester Copperpot situation. So the thing is, though, the evolution and that stuff doesn't bug me until I take a step back and think about it. When you're watching the movie, it was not on my mind whatsoever. That's that's fair. It, I recognize that that is... We need it, was a category, on, it was on my mind a little bit. We need a category of thing, basically for Jack, where it's something that 99% of the population does not give a shit about, but damn it, if that timestamp is wrong in your found footage movie, it's going to drive me insane. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like or that's going to be me with this movie, though, is I'm going to be Jack. You go to the trouble to show them reloading a revolver without going to the trouble of ever showing them empty it. <laughs> <laughs> was that the invitation? Is that the one that happened there? That was the invitation. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, here's another. Here's another thing. Uh, go. It's fucking pouring. Nice. So we might have some garbage background noise. If I need to apply a noise reduction to that specific part of the tape, if it sounds like it, I'll do it for that. Yeah, I can't hear anything. All right. Another thing I think really bothered me about the movie is the uh, ending, quote unquote, as it were, where Sarah and uh, remind me of of her name, Juno. The, the Juno. Their confrontation at the end, I think, is super contrived. Sarah only determines that Juno is lying. Because she has, or, or only believes the dying woman that Juno left her to die because she took Juno's charm. And then Juno just goes along with like, yep, you figured me out. And you, there are yeah, so that's... a thousand reasons why she might have ended up with her charm and still, Juno could just say she got stabbed through the throat and stopped moving. I thought she, she could died. Say, she could absolutely say something. I thought she died. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean she, you would. You would die in thing that to say would be like. Yeah. When, when you, as, as humans, you, being Juno, Jack, would notice that Sarah 
notices that you have the charm or has the charm. Okay, whatever. The issue <laughs> there is when that acknowledgement happens, as human beings, you would know like what one another are thinking and you would be like, okay, I know what you're thinking. Here's the deal. Sure. I accidentally just fucking axed her in the throat. Nothing I could yeah. do. You knew it was a fucking terrible situation. I was I was jumpy. You could explain yourself away. <laughs> There's I, monsters I attacking like, us, and she jumped up behind me. I feel like, yeah. well, okay, I'm I'm gonna split this response into two parts. First part, <laughs> that's another very minor nitpick I have. Beth, why don't you announce yourself? Just be like, hey, Juno, what's up? Instead of yeah, sneaking up on her after classic, she fights off no. a horde of these things. That was like the classic <laughs> horror movie thing to like. Sneak up on somebody unannounced. Yeah, like, this will be hilarious. For it, which I Check actually kind of liked. I'm gonna scare the yeah. shit out of this chick. I actually like that though because <laughs> you see that in so, so many bad. horror movies, man, where someone comes up and then like grabs their shoulder rather than saying "Hey." And this time she did that, and she got her fucking throat impaled. I guess. Yeah, that was entertaining. So, okay, so section two of this response: Are you guys not getting that the dependent means the dependent that Beth stole from Juno and gave to Sarah? proves to Sarah that Juno had an affair with Sarah's husband. That was a so very I'm saying from earlier. Sense. Mark, why did yeah, you you disagreed with Jake when he said that earlier. What did you say earlier? Exactly that. And he I didn't said, even I know. Don't about know. What I don't think they ever right say now. that. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just saying in the cold open, I don't think they necessarily. They you you do very definitively get a resp- <laughs> get an answer to the fact that Juno and whatever his name is is having an affair. So explain what that answer is. My answer from the first thing was that watching the cold open alone. No, not your. I don't. No, no, no. I don't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pick up on this pendant thing, and I've seen this a bunch. Oh, the pendant thing was a gift that I I believe Sarah has a duplicate one that was given to her by her husband before he died, as like a token of love or whatever. So, but Juno had one that she kept on her. Um, Beth saw it. He, the scumbag, gives it to women he loves ostensibly. He got a, he got okay. a ten pack off of Amazon or something. <laughs> it's, they're cheaper cool. in bulk, man. So not only does Sarah find her best friend Beth like left for dead by Juno, but she also is it's confirmed that Juno, who abandoned her after her husband died, was having an affair with her husband before he died. Yeah, so that makes a lot more sense. Again, okay. Juno, not a nice person. Not Terrible a, not, person. Not great. Yeah, she comes off pretty poorly. Well, you came all up on me earlier. She's about, a real she's dick, Colin. She's a real. She's a dick. Stain. Yeah, that's a good word for it, Jack. This is She's a total dick. <laughs> what else? What else? You guys got long lists of stuff it didn't do right. Go. I have Mark. one more qualm. Mm-hmm. I'll let Jake go first if he has something. He is apparently meditating. No, I <laughs> I have things still. Um I have a the first one is kind of like a I don't know how much of a nitpick it is, but there are multiple sequences in the early running of this film. Where it just like decides to throw in some horse shit outdoor sound effects. You guys <laughs> that? With like the yeah. eagle scream for no reason, like whatsoever. The the wolf howl. It's like, hey we're guys, America, if you weren't Jake, abundantly we wolves. If if you weren't abundantly aware that we're outdoors, here's a wolf howling in the, the background sound mixing. Yeah. yeah. It was just like you don't need it. You don't need it. How hard are you gonna try? We got a one month free subscription to whatever soundclips.net website they, we have. We gotta, gotta use, use get it. our money's worth out of they it. They gotta yeah. use it. Make that dollar work harder for you. It's like that old commercial about making video games. And it's like two guys in recliners sitting there and they're like, mm, yeah, we should use that laser sound effect here. 
<laughs> that'll really make that'll really put our game over the top. <laughs> um, just like another that. one that I have is this is a the way they enter this cave. I'm a little confused, and I don't believe the way they sell this cave as being uncharted to this point. Yeah, this cave would be charted if yeah, it's that large and accessible. Chattooga yeah. National Park. Yep. Uh, which, interestingly, is the name of the river in Deliverance. <laughs> um, rel- relatively big opening for a cave in the middle of a national park. That's well-covered, trampled ground. There's no right. chance. There's nothing left to climb on or crawl yeah. into that hasn't already been climbed There's on. There's absolutely into. no chance. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a, that. That one's a little rough. But again, one of those things I thought I, about. I'm going to plot this together into one complaint. It's just like a relative. I'm going to plot three things together into one complaint. It's a relative lack of understanding <laughs> of what that like outdoor element is. That's the first part. The second part is really that they don't have a believability to their skill set as far as being climbers or spelunkers. Like there is a line of dialogue they chose to include in the early running of this film where it's like, I've done this before, but they're still relative beginners. You wouldn't be doing this. You wouldn't be going to this extreme if you aren't very well versed in how to belay and how to set these pitons. Like you wouldn't be able to do that. In fairness to the movie, Everyone except for Juno thinks they're going to a cave that is a quote tourist trap. But they're uh, they are equipped with the sort of equipment that you really need to know how to use. Right, right, right. And that the the woman who does that first climb across that chasm, that whatever, yeah, uh, is does a. I mean, that scene is crazy because it's just fucking awesome. But she that is a, a an extremely skilled climb she does, which is apparently not their level of expertise when they yeah there's a little bit of a there's like a gap i'm feeling there and then the third part of that and this was the most egregious to me is you're not going to have an ice axe with you and that becomes the implement of like the entire final third of this movie you won't you won't be carrying that tool at all there's no fucking chance and it seems to me that the only reason they had it was so it could be like a cool thing to use as a murder weapon which, hey, yeah. that's fucking fine. That was cool when it happened. But <laughs> You're not wrong, yeah. You could use a lot of other things. It just, like, it annoyed me. Alternatively, yeah, for- just put ice at the entrance of the cave, and instead of having them rappel down, and then, have them ice yeah, climb Yeah, do down. something with ice, and you're fine. Yeah. You won't be carrying sure. that, though. And it's weird how, how broad strokes those things were for how, I think, real and specific the individual climbing scenes looked, the, the threading, the... the the, the ropes through and all that stuff, just the attention to detail in those specific scenes was great. So yeah, I mean, it's like a, it's a cliffhanger type situation crumb. where, like, that yeah. stuff looks cool, but then if you really start to dissect it... Yeah, but even even the setting of the pitons and the and the scaling across, I think they get that stuff right on a technical level. They just wholesale. They it's, think it all the way through. Uh, tune in next week when A to Z Horror reviews Cliffhanger. Dude, Cliffhanger <laughs> would be sick. Cliffhanger's probably selling it a bit wrong. It's like Steppenwolf. Like, you think about Steppenwolf, and you're like, that's kind of badass, but then you think about it, and you realize it's not good at all. Magic Carpet Ride? That's Eh. one of the best songs ever, man. Come on. You don't know. I want to go. Me too fine. You gotta think about it harder. Thanks for saving me, Mark. Because I lost... Mark, thank you for saving me, because I lost track of the melody two notes in. Yeah, exactly. And was not going to be able to save it. Exactly. Jump, jump around, jump. Jump. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> I walk the dinosaur. Jump, they jump, fit so jump. well together. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the lighting. 
Okay, Mark, I, okay. why don't you I, talk about it? I brought this up uh, in what the movie does right, and I stand by that. I do think that the movie did some really creative, interesting things with lighting, but for every cool creative thing that it did with glow sticks or flashlights or whatever, it also has a weird amount of illumination in a pitch black cave. Coming from I, I, so the the thing is the thing that really got to me was in a multiple scenes there is a light source behind there is only one light source and it is behind the actors and they are front lit. Yes, there, That's a the movie gives itself a That's little a bit problem. of an out in terms of the the phosphorescent rocks in the cave. Does it? No. When I mean that's that's why she ends up shattering her leg. Yeah, I'm not because talking she's about that. Running scene. towards what she thinks is daylight. But I'm just saying you could apply that to there is some light in this cave. No. Now that's I another issue too that. though. If you're if you're in a situation like they're in and you think you see daylight, you don't just start running like well, look, ass over tea kettle towards this I don't, light. I probably wouldn't, but I couldn't make that guarantee if I'm fucking trapped underground. And and she, what's her name? I'm Holly. sorry. Holly. Holly. She's, she's like the short-haired the, one? Yes. Yeah. Outside yes. of Juno, she's like the most experienced one. Right. And you wouldn't do it. <laughs> it. It just goes back to my same complaint about, like, I'm I'm having a gap in believability as to these people's actual The skills they display skillset. versus their stated experience. Yes. 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 Because there are moments, um, like you said, Jack, like that, particularly the chasm scene... You need to be an extraordinarily skilled climber to pull that off. Yeah, there's no fucking way in hell I could do that. That's exemplified by multiple women in this film. However, everything else they do is just like, and say, is is not in coming with that. In keeping sure. with that. I can't even speak and English. To the, Mark, movie's, to, your... to the movie's defense, they do explicitly say that uh, Sam is the best climber among them, even better than Juno, I believe. Right, and that's why she goes across, yeah. but... Still, I so. get what Jake's saying. Uh, Mark, to your point on the lighting, I, yes, there are a couple of scenes where I wonder where the light is coming from to, to have them lit in the way there are. But they, I think that's made up for them by the fact that they, they do the really cool things with the lighting as they have it. But they screw that up a little bit too in a couple of scenes where Juno doesn't have the glow stick. She's trailing the woman with the glow stick and the woman with the glow stick goes off down a different channel. But the room is still illuminated with green glow stick light. Yeah, there's some really reflective-ass rocks down there. <laughs> yeah, as if the other woman had not left the cave and was still holding the glow stick. It's almost so. like there's a third person potentially holding a camera that also has are... a, a ring of glow sticks attached to them. Those are fewer and farther between than I, I think you're making it out to be. I don't know about that. <laughs> it might be true, but yeah. Uh, another thing this movie does wrong... Fucking Bronco 2. Why are they driving a Bronco 2? That's the worst piece of garbage car. Get a Bronco. Just do it right. Question. Yeah. When I say that this movie, when I say, when we understand that this movie took place in Chattooga National Park, where would you place this on the map? Uh, Midwest, around Kansas somewhere. South Carolina. I was going to say like around like Tennessee, Smoky Mountains, Chattanooga. Yeah. That's the first thing I think of. The Broncos license plate, you want to venture a guess as to what that had on it? The, oh, the Bronco 2 license plate? I don't know. Montana. Montana. Now, it, right. it, it would be somewhat believable if you're in if you're into the outdoors that you could have driven from Montana, if you're home base there, to Chattooga National Park, which could honestly be anywhere, but let's face it, this terrain is not Montana. But that's kind of weird. 
Yeah, this Especially is Especially decide- when you know they made a choice to put a Montana plate on that car. It is, it they is interesting. You and this know is- what? They could have actually shot it in Montana. Just the external shots, of maybe like the cabin or I, something. Th- I was going to say definitely like Montana, not. Man. It's way too lush. This is yeah. This is the heart of of rainy Oregon forest. This is not Montana forest. Those two biomes are not very far apart, and Montana is a They're very large place. Pretty, pretty far, far apart. Dude. I mean, I'm Jake, not going to disagree. Who are you with totally? No idea where they shot, but I'm just saying that seems like the that seems I mean, they like shot an Occam's razor. They shot in England. Oh, they did. Yes, I said that already. Oh, and it's well, true. then that is really fucking weird. <laughs> so had a Montana plate, but should have had a Bronco. I, I think they got some sponsorship from BMW because there's the shot where she, I think the car stops and the the badge on the car is a little bit obscured, but then the dirt falls off to reveal a nice BMW badge. <laughs> and I don't know why you'd have that and a Bronco too. I don't either. Jake is that, just staring at his crotch, I think. I mean... Look at my notes. I'm trying to see if there's any <laughs> other issue I had with this. Did you write your notes in your crotch? Yeah. You want to see it? <laughs> there's, well, a lot of, okay, there's, you, there's a lot to write on, Mark. One, one Mark. final nitpick from me. Kay. This movie seems to think that you can instantaneously kill something by poking it in the eye. Yes. Hmm. So she kills one of the crawlers by shoving her thumbs into its eyes, and it just dies all the way. And I'm not convinced you can get your thumbs far enough into something's eye sockets to kill it. Unless you're the fucking mountain, that's not happening. She actually does it twice. <laughs> she stabs another one with like an antler or something, but it's only like it's only like well, that two one, inches long that, or something. That one seemed believable to me, but but her hand is grabbing on, so there's really only like an inch or so of of like exposed horn or whatever the hell that thing is and then she stabs it in like it would fuck up your eye but ultimately you'd be fine and the thing dies like it's it's out it's done it's like it got shot in the head (laughs) i mean i'd stop play dead i was part of the evolution i don't think you play dead jack i i think you probably flip the fuck out i'm pretty cool under pressure mark i'd probably play dead (laughs) probably Um, okay mark we talked about this when we were arguing about I thought it was a different scene than you were talking about, but I do want to come back to it. Not in a what it did wrong. This is just another scene. That shot of her dangling from the rope uh, right before she gets attacked by the crawler is, I think, such a unique shot, and the cinematography is so cool. The way that the camera... She's hanging, right? Super vulnerable. The things are attacking her, so you're terrified anyway. And the camera is taking such weird angles and weird jump cuts, but not jump cuts to hide anything, just jump cuts to change the angle of the camera and keep you more off base. Oh, jump cuts for jump cuts sake. I love it. It's They're not even jump cuts, because they're not jumping between anything happening. They're just showing you a different perspective on it. And it's... I don't know. It, it still... Is makes me feel really uneasy, and I just I like it a lot. And I just wanted to make sure we revisited that because I didn't feel like I spoke about it properly the first time I brought yeah, it. Yeah, because this is now the what it did wrong section. No, it's not. We're past that. Now we're just talking about whatever we want. Now we're oh, just okay, rambling. Good. Now we're now just, we're just rambling. Bits. Okay, good. What else do you want to ramble? Did you, about? Mark? Did you not like that scene? No, I actually think that scene's pretty good. And actually, to the point we were talking about earlier, it's interesting because so I actually think there is some jump cuts there because they're jump cutting to uh, the other two women whose names I can't remember right now. Uh, who are behind them being chased by it's the crawlers. It's like the thing. It's impossible. And then she's doing the climb. But then when they come out there, the crawlers like disappear momentarily for like a minute. And then it's, again, just back to being scary because she's climbing this crevice without enough rope. 
And then it's yeah. scary because she's gonna she doesn't have enough rope for like a minute, and then a crawler comes and kills her. But sure, sure. Give him enough rope, Mark. Yeah, well, it's an underappreciated Clash album. Jake has a question. This is similar to like, was (laughs) Juno in some sort of relationship with Sarah's husband? Were Rebecca and Sam supposed to be in a relationship, or no? Were they just no idea? I don't. I didn't get that. Okay. Well, that was good. But if you want to write some fanfic, man, go for it. That would be the weirdest, most specific fan fiction. Not really, dude. It probably exists. <laughs> I, yeah, I assure you, there is weirder fan fiction out there. Yeah, that's not <laughs> that's that weird. That's that like not a pool you want to see how deep it goes. <laughs> I got some, yeah, when I, my watching of this this time made me think that there might be a relationship between Rebecca and Sam. And I mean, there's a relationship. Yeah, there's a relationship. They're friends. Jackass. Something more than friends relationship, Mark. <laughs> like besties? <laughs> Yeah, Mark, like besties. I think it's probably time to go to ratings. You know I've seen a lot of people walking around with tombstones in their eyes. We over at A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how much Hall & Oates would rate how much they go for that. And for 10, think of how Daniel Plainview would rate drinking your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Stories, the first category in which we rate these movies. This was my pick, which means I guess I go first. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give it a six for story. I think the story is above average because it's really cool. And they make use of the the cave thing super well in a way that not a lot of other movies I'm aware of have. Combine the cave and monster thing. In a really cool way. But then there are the many issues we talked about in terms of just minor little things. Why are they here? What's their actual level of climbing skill? That cold open at the beginning wasn't particularly well written. You guys kind of talked me around. Their characters aren't super believable. So all that goes into writing. It's a six. It's above average, but not much beyond that. Jake, how about you? Uh, I'm also going a six. And (laughs) I'm not going to hit it for a couple of things you mentioned in this category the the under writing of the characters i i will hit it for here i think that i needed a little bit more there to be able to really grasp what was happening or care about the characters more importantly uh, i do agree with you though what this movie did really well from a story standpoint is it hit on just kind of a primal fear that really anyone should have and even those that do go into caves probably do have and that's part of the thrill seeking element that's the fear of being underground in a foreign place. It's just kind of a strange thing. That's scary enough. And then when you add the monster element to this, that's more on the nose horror. It's just a cool one, two punch that I don't think you see anywhere near. I don't want to say enough of because it's what makes it unique and that's cool, but you don't see it a lot in the genre. And I think that that kind of carves a special place for it. So kind of a cool story. Faults, but it's a six. Yeah. Mark go. I agree with Jake. I, I think the strength of this movie, I'm also giving it a six, just because why not? So you also agree with me. Hey. Uh, yes. No, he doesn't uh, agree with Just you, with though. what he was just saying. <laughs> I, the broad strokes of this movie are very good. Uh, just the concept of being trapped in a cave is scary enough, and being trapped in a cave with 
monsters is even scarier. That's a great concept. Run with it. Good job. I will certainly say this did a better job of being trapped in a cave with monsters than the movie The Cave starring Tara Reid. hey <laughs> oh, Which is the only other it's one I can think of. It's actually pronounced Tara, Mark. My bad. Uh, yeah, it's the, pronounced tomato. The problem mm. with this movie, the reason it's not higher, uh, we touched on this quite a bit in our, I believe it was just called our nitpicking section, but a lot of the plot <laughs> is driven forward by just bad, unrealistic decisions by these people who are supposed to be relatively experienced. Particularly one, the, the, one incepting, the incepting moment of Holly fracturing the living shit out of her leg like why would the second most experienced climber in the group just decide to sprint off into darkness that's the one that's the one though there aren't that many of that instance there are a few i mean why would beth not like announce herself i get that's like a horror movie trope and whatnot but still it's just it's not real Uh, there's just a lot of really bad decision making in this to the point of like i you know horror is famous for bad decision making but it also, to a certain point, if you're trying to take yourself seriously, you need to include some plot contrivances that aren't just Deus Ex Machina. You know, this character makes a terrible decision for no reason. Sure. Uh, world building and immersion is our next category, and I think I'm going way higher on this than you two are. I'm giving it an eight for world building and immersion. Um, I got sucked into this fucking movie. Like I said, there's the things that we brought up that we think about, but I don't think about those when I'm watching the movie. Or whatever order those words made sense in, if there was one. (laughs) There are are issues with the immersion to this movie, but I didn't think about them until after I was done watching it. When I'm watching the movie, I'm glued to the screen. I'm sucked in. uh, I'm on board. And and then it's only after I I come away from it a little bit that I start to think about the issues that we kind of discussed a little bit. So it's really, really high for me. I think it's, it's certainly not perfect, but it's, it's way up there. And Jake, to your point, the building of the monster reveals makes you glued to the screen the whole fucking time. And that's awesome. So I'm giving it an eight. How about you, Jake? Um, I feel kind of bad about doing You're right. We are giving it drastically different scores. Um, it really is. It's twofold. It's for the reasons that I said I wasn't going to hit it for story. I'm, I'm therefore going to have to hit it here with really what you've said and what Mark said already with the story. That, to me, was executional and was immersion-breaking. And then I'm going to add to that a couple of the plot elements where it's just like the believability of these characters as being very, very experienced outdoors-related, act, I don't know, activity, thrill-seeker-type people. That was tough. The ice axe was really fucking tough for me. And then <laughs> it's it's a rewatching sort of experience. So I'm trying not to hit it too hard. I'm, but I haven't seen it in ten years, so it's kind of like a first time viewing in some aspects. And there are elements of the creatures themselves that kind of make you scratch your head, like that blindness, despite the fact they hunt above ground. All of that stuff sort of that like started to add up to me and. I was thinking about that by about the halfway point more than I wanted to be. Ultimately, I think it ends up being a little bit higher than average because that idea is still there. And I think it's a really good one. But everything outside of that idea is harmed a bit. I'm going to give it a six, just like I gave for story. I think that's probably about the right score. All right, Mark, how about you? Uh, That's pretty fucking typical. I gave it a seven. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So so um, far we're six 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 seven eight. 
I have two things to say that we kind of haven't already tread upon. I mean, we, there's piles of nitpicks we've already discussed. I don't need to belabor them any further. But <laughs> one thing yeah. that is interesting about the nits we are picking in this movie is oh, nearly, so good. We are going to belabor them. Well, I'm not. I'm. It's this is more of a net meta comment. The nits we're picking in this movie are so obnoxious because no. they could so easily have just been either not brought up or just just fixed. Like, good example, ice pick, just put ice somewhere. Or the hunt above ground thing, just don't say that line. All you have to do is say they never leave the cave, and all of a sudden their eyesight, their lack of eyesight makes sense. All, sure. You, you're going out of your way to make these then how are they all gonna plot eat? loopholes. So, that's where the entirety of the immersion okay. breakingness goes. He ignored you. I could, sorry, I, you were talking while I was talking. I couldn't hear yeah, you. Yeah, that's typical. You it interrupted me and I didn't to. respond to you. Yeah. It was not worth apologize. responding to, especially given that we're trying to not belabor our nitpicks. Jesus I want to belabor it. <laughs> so that's where that's where the bad part of this goes. The the Where this good part is, the seven that it's getting, uh, we touched on this very lightly at the very beginning of the thing, but this whole category is called immersion, world building and immersion. We haven't really talked about world building. This cave is wildly believable I, I mean i guess you could take issue with like how variable it is and suddenly there's just a bottomless pit or something but you for something that was shot on a soundstage yeah it's pretty incredible how well they put together the world of the cave absolutely the cave's almost a character and as a result this is getting a pretty significant boost above what it would have gotten otherwise i like that nice scare factor um I'm giving it a nine for scare factor. Holy I think this is one of the scariest diver. movies. And this, Mark, you dinged this in a different category, but I think the only thing preventing this movie from getting the 10 from me is one, I wasn't a little kid when I first saw this and thought it was literally real. But two, <laughs> um, like you mentioned, Mark, there are some stupid decisions and a big source of their problem is these stupid decisions that I, I feel like, if they had made more believable decisions, they wouldn't be in the same predicament. So it's not quite as scary because I, it gives you a little bit of an out of stuff you could do differently. But apart from that, the combination of being trapped in this motherfucking cave, the horrific injuries they endure, the first woman who gets her hands fucking shredded, that's awful right off the bat. It's pouring blood. It's like cut down through to the bone because of the rope. Then the, the leg injury, we didn't touch much on that, but the resetting the bone inside because of the compound fracture... Yeah, that was gnarly. ...is fucking gnarly yeah. and nuts. And then with the claustrophobia and the monsters and the jump scares, this is about everything you can do right, scary-wise, in a movie. So this is a nine for me. Jake, how about you? I think we need a new sound clip because you just did something we don't do very often, and that's you hit either a high or a low that you've ever given. Ooh, interesting. That's the highest scare factor score you've ever given. Is that true? That's true. What did I give the Blair Witch Project? Uh, well, Jack, an eight. Really? Really. I think your thing is wrong. That might be an oopsie poopsie award. We'll have to revisit that at the end <laughs> yeah. of the year. Yeah. <laughs> nope, it's Well, higher. I think that's wrong. It's... Mm. I think well, it's entered incorrectly. You know what the funny thing is? We error. have the Blair Witch on podcast. <laughs> I don't really want to revisit and that we one. have was... a written review. I'm pretty sure we were all very drunk at the end of that podcast. No, I'm pretty sure Jack was because he was shooting I was one of the drunkest I've been in my whole life at the end of that episode. <laughs> Passed out in my backyard. Maybe that's why you got brave at the end, Jack. You just gave it an eight. 
<laughs> this is the, the highest scare factor score you've ever given. Wow. We need some sort wow. of bell we can toll. Some kind of fanfare. Bing. The do, Price is Right do, sad do. horns. Um, hey, that's what I was doing. <laughs> wow. Jake, I feel like you need to make your own sound effects. On, we, we're not high budget enough to have a soundboard, so you just need to be your own soundboard, bud. I'm going to give my scare factor score about that. Okay. I gave it a seven. Womp. No, it's not bad. It's a pretty good scare factor score. It's like we've been talking about it. I'm not going to belabor Jack's point too much. Um, we already mentioned kind of that one-two punch of being trapped in a cave. Fucking scary. Monsters. Fucking scary. Monsters in a cave that you are trapped in. Holy shit, that's fucking scary. <laughs> this is eloquent. Like, so what else can you say? <laughs> I said I'm not going to belabor it too much. It's a really good one-two punch. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Mark? Uh, same score, same reason. Seven. Thanks. Okay, cool. Uh, effects or judicious lack thereof, it's going to get an eight for me. I think the effects are are really great. Uh, the I'm only going to talk about where it's losing points, because we've talked about all the things I really like, especially now that we just mentioned the hand wound and the compound fracture, I think are brutal looking. Uh, but the things I, I don't particularly love are the issues with the lighting. Uh, Mark, you mentioned those, and and then I I brought up the the issue with the glow stick light remaining after the glow stick has already gone down a different little corridor, so it's certainly not perfect, but overall I think they do a tremendous job. Heavy, heavy props for building this fucking cave in a place without this cave. So, eight. Jake? Seven. Um, I don't disagree with anything you just said. I guess I'm just trying to be different. Hipster. Yeah. Nice. I already upwardly corrected it for how good the cave was in my immersion score, so I'm not really including that here. The lighting is interesting, but also a problem in a lot of situations. The film itself, like the thing they are, the medium they are shooting on, makes this a little bit hard to watch just because it's so high contrast. I was curious, actually, if I got like a weird version of it. Did this seem like overly darkened to you I guys? I guarantee we got the same version. Okay. It seemed normal. Uh, I am happy to report that there was the same purple line on the top of my screen that there was that I talked about during Black Mountain Side. So it doesn't exist must... on anyone else's screen. Well, it must be an issue with my like Roku Amazon app or something like that. I don't know. No, I think that was just a really common theme that's been in horror movies. A lot of them have it, Jack. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, the other thing that we have not discussed yet is really there is a str- so the creatures look great, but. When the fight scenes are happening and there are gushes of blood, the gushes of blood are all CG and they look bad. Well, I hadn't noticed it before. And then once I saw the first one, I was like, oh, that was weird. I wonder why they did that. And then there were a ton of them. And part of there it are... is that like the fluid mechanics itself looks pretty shitty. But the other part of it is that they're like overly lightened so you can see them. Like they should just be basically invisible because you're in the darkness of a cave. But instead <laughs> they actually made it, they actually gave it like a, pretty good red color it's it's like for a a few frames or so like it's not on screen for a long time but once you see it it is jarring Hmm. sure yeah so in any case i ended up giving this a five i i appreciate i I should be probably higher maybe i want to take immersion down to six and bring this one up to a six but eh, whatever it's the same amount of points all right uh which leaves us with overall and it's gonna get an eight for me overall i think this is one of the all-time great horror movies um I look 
we said everything I'm probably going to say, so I'm just going to shut up and leave it with my rating. This is a great movie. You should fucking watch it. Jake, go. My numbers say six and a half, and I actually think that's pretty good for once. I'm not going to upwardly or downwardly correct that. Um, I think that this has a lot going for it from an ex- from like a theoretical standpoint. However, from an executional standpoint, there was a lot, particularly on this viewing, that had me thinking about it and nitpicking and becoming more agitated than I wanted to be. Uh, I still think it's one that, as far as the horror catalog is concerned, everyone should see. It has an absolutely great concept, and overall it's just so unique that it's something that you should give it a watch if you haven't. But Do you think this is going to be a classic? Is this in that category? Um, it's an interesting question. I, I think, think so. I think this did enough from a unique standpoint. I think this did enough from it was relatively uncharted ground. And I think that this, we didn't talk a lot about it this episode, but I do also think that this is kind of a good flag in the ground as far as like strong female characters are concerned because you have an entire cast of them. Yeah, doing badass shit. Yeah, that's that's important as well. So I, I think it's a modern classic. Wherever you pit that against the overall all-time classics, that's up to you. Yeah. But it's worthy of a discussion. I think it's cool. like B-team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like an on-the-bench classic. It's not an all-pro selection, but it probably went to the Pro Bowl. Like Wishmaster. It's like a second-team okay. All-American. Yeah, okay. Mark, how about you? What's your overall score? Uh, Jake's scale is scientifically correct. I I went with a six and a half. Wait, wait, wait! Wow. My scale, but is Jake's score is correct. actually a seven and a half because he's never given a ten. Oh, good point. That no, Mark just told, point, Mark yeah. just righted the ship. <laughs> no, 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 no. You no, you can't take that back. You six and a half. Six and a half. No, redacted, redacted. Jack redacted. <laughs> Jake's whole rating will just be. <laughs> I gave it a six and a half. Same scores. All right. So technically I gave it the lowest score because Jake's is upwardly correct. Fuck off. Mine is perfect. You just said it. (laughs) Which I think means I have to talk about why you should get drunk and watch this with your buddies. Yeah, you have the easy job. Yes, you do, because I do. (laughs) Good work. (laughs) I'm, I'm doing very well at this so far. First off, this is a great movie. You will enjoy watching it with friends. There's a lot going on. There's enough happening in the background. There's enough subtext going on about shit to discuss. There's terrifying scenes you're going to have fun jumping to. There's interesting scenes you're going to have fun dissecting. Overall, this is one that you can enjoy both paying all the way attention to and coming in for a few scenes. And you don't lose too much either way. They're just different experiences. So I think whatever situation you're in, it's going to be well served by having some drinks and watching this movie. Okay. Yeah. So you two, why shouldn't you? You want to take first stab mark? Um, there's <laughs> a lot of things to nitpick in this thing as evidenced by the runtime of our podcast. Um, I, I mean, look, we all gave it favorable ratings. This is a good movie. It's a fun one to watch, but it's just, I don't know. I, I have a really hard time getting past the initial cattiness of the whole thing. And watching that in a group of your friends, I yeah. could see this being like a, a positive feedback mechanism that all of a sudden everyone for the rest of the evening is just parodying how unrealistic and catty the dialogue is. Sounds like a fun time to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well yeah, I, not really. No, I think like 
on a similar note, with what this movie is, depending on the group you watch it with, there could also be the situation, you could run into a situation where that cattiness can create a sentiment that creates a divide amongst the people who are watching the movie. Like the first time I called Juno, the alpha bitch, Mark's response to that, that could happen in a group and then no one's having a good time because you then get into the weeds on what you're allowed to say in this day and age about someone. (laughs) No one wants to have a drunken screaming match about sexism. No, no, you don't. (laughs) Because this could become like a conversation about misogynism very quickly. And that is no one's friend. Yeah. So that's a good point. Let's let's get out. Get us the fuck out. Really? Yep. This has been episode 45 now of the A to Z Horrorcast. Just check out everything we have going on. Head on over to a to z horror.com or come hang out with us on any of the social media channels that we're on. Primarily, that's going to be Twitter or on the Horror Amino app. And as he mentioned at the top of the episode, go and check out everything that's going on over at the Phantom Podcast Network and downrightcreepy.com. You can find all those links down in the description below. And as always, the music in this episode has been coming at you from space. That is space without the A. Next week, you guys are going to have the treat of not having to listen to my voice. Because I'm going to be gone overseas in another country, probably spelunking in some cave. And that's actually not a joke. And while I'm gone, these two are going to hold down the fort. And they're going to be revisiting one of our classic movies that we reviewed prior to the podcast. That's going to be a relook at the very first movie that a to z whore.com covered check in next week for a discussion about unfriended so until then get your buddies grab some beers and go watch some more movies have a great week everybody i don't know it was like a definite chester copperpot situation